Your 105.7 Light FM is on your radio. That's your crowded house. Maybe you need a bigger house. Your interest rates are going up. Time to check in on money and see what the Sam Hill is going on on Wall Street today. And it's uh, kind of a mixed bag. We've been talking about it all darn week, just how busy the week was going to end up getting. And uh, we're just kind of into the maelstrom now. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How you doing? Hey, good morning, David. Doing doing well this morning. Um, it is, uh, you know, yesterday was a eh, you know, so-so day. But, man, I'm telling you what, the future is today have uh, taken off like a rocket. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's back up to yesterday, because like you said, the day was kind of an eh day. I mean, the Dow was up 82, so we kept our winning streak going. S&P was basically flat, down 70 cents, and the NASDAQ lost $17, which is about as close to flat as you can get. 2 p.m., the Federal Reserve comes out, and they announce a one-quarter percent rate increase, which everybody expected. And then Jay Paulson at 2.30 started his press conference and kind of gave us a little bit of sugar and a little bit of medicine at once. He told the media that, no, we're not planning on raising rates every other meeting. Might even do it more often than that. But he also said that the economic staff at the Federal Reserve now no longer expects a recession this year. And, boy, that kind of made the market happy for about five minutes, didn't it? It, it did. And so, you, you know, that's... Um... And I guess maybe that's good news. Um, we'll talk about why we think it may be good news coming out here in just a second. But but it, it is maybe we can hit that soft landing. But some of the numbers we're seeing today gives me, you know, some some reason to uh, to have a little concern um, okay. because I think that's going to push interest rates higher again. And uh, you've got the ECB raise interest rates overnight as well. Um you know, and I, I, to me, my opinion, obviously, um, if we're going to go into a recession or we're going to get close to it, let's do it this year and get it out of the way so we can just, you know, pump through it and, and get back to our normal lives in 2024. Well, it's, it, it, it is kind of like medicine. If you got to do it, just take a big gulp and get it over with. It's, I mean, it's, it's painful when it happens no matter what. And I've, I've always said, you know, soft landings are nice ideas, but the problem is when you bring things down real slowly and then hit zero, it takes a long time to come back. I mean, there was some wisdom that Paul Volcker had too. flush the commode all at once because the 81 recession was deep, was incredibly painful, but it only lasted about six months and we were right back to where we were and they'd fixed inflation at the time. Yeah, and um, so those inflationary numbers are going to be really important. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the, the other thing that uh, Paulson said that probably was a good uh, bump up for the market, he said the regional banking crisis he thought was pretty well over, but the net-net on balance thing, because he wouldn't commit to a frequency or a limitation on interest rate uh, increases, market went right back down to where it was, and like I said, we ended up with an 80-point increase in the Dow, which wasn't unimpressive, but it wasn't impressive either, especially in light of the other indexes. You mentioned uh, reasons for worry. And, you know, once again, when you start messing around with Wall Street, good news is sometimes bad news. The first read on the second quarter gross domestic product came out. They were frittering around in expectation in the 1.7% range. 
We ended up getting a first look at it, a 2.4% increase in gross domestic product. My first reaction, I gather yours too, was thank God that came out after the interest rate decision. Exactly right, because if that had come out before, um, I, I could definitely see a half to maybe even a three-quarter percent increase in interest rates. So so what I was saying earlier is, is I think that based on, on the numbers we're seeing today, uh, I would not be surprised if we see a bigger increase at the next meeting if we continue to see this kind of, uh, of growth. And I'd call another quarter point at the next meeting close to slam dunk unless we see some really good inflation indicators and we get those numbers out. Uh, yeah, 2.4%, that's, you know, like half again as big an increase in the gross domestic product as anybody is expecting. And the unemployment market is not cooling off any, or rather the employment market isn't. First-time jobless claims reported this morning, down 7,000 from last week, still one of those inordinately low first-time claim numbers. Only 221,000 people looking for jobs in this country actively for the first time as of last week. And that's one of the things, too, the Fed's looking for. They're trying to get the unemployment rate up, which, again, sounds heartless. But, you know, up in that three and a half, four percent range is what they'd really like to see. And we're just continuing to hire people and keeping them employed, which is all good news for the economy. But it's not what our friends at the Fed want to see. No, it's not. And and I think that that is, I mean, th that number that we saw was the lowest level we've seen since February of this year. So, um, again, we're going the wrong direction. Uh, for a little while, we were going the right direction, but we've switched gears, it looks like. And, um, you know, we, we would like that number. I mean, I know people don't want to be unemployed, but we would, the Fed would really like to see that number increase. Yeah, this is absolutely going to make the inflation numbers that we're going to get over the next few weeks. And uh, I think we're due for personal consumption inflation to come out later on today, because I don't see that in my morning ticker. But uh, those numbers are going to really weigh heavily over time, because if they don't show a consistent downward trend, next month's Federal Reserve meeting, like you said, it's like a slam dunk, another quarter percent increase. And that'll be higher than we've had now for over 22 years, because we've got a 21-year high going right now as of yesterday afternoon. Yeah, the PCE comes out tomorrow, Dave, so we'll have that to talk about in the morning. But uh, you're right, that number is uh, better than expected, and, and Katie barred the door. I think we got increases coming. <laughs> I fear you're probably right. My calendar had the PCE coming out later on this morning. I'm kind of happy to call it fresh news tomorrow morning at this time. Uh, we've got the trade deficit, which probably doesn't move the market too terribly much, up to $87.8 billion. And like I said, durable goods sales, again, kind of like the GDP, uh, they overachieved expectations up 4.7% last month. So uh, all good news for the economy. We're perking along just fine. That's yeah, too the bad only, for the interest rates. Yeah, the only thing I did see, Dave, and it came out yesterday after you and I spoke, uh, mm -hmm. new home sales. Yeah. Um, slid a little bit again uh, from 715,000 to 697,000. Um, and the expectation was actually for them to go up to 725,000. So so that was a, a slight miss. And it's and if I remember right, it's continued to kind of fall a little bit each month. So uh, and that's as expected, I guess, new home sales um that that's new homes so that's construction out of the ground so um you know just again trying to get labor to get those jobs done is uh is taking some time plus interest rates Un going up understood got a 
slew of reports out this morning, I know, from companies that are giving their quarterly reports, and we didn't have time to uh, pick one to lead with, so I'm going to let you pick the one that interested you the most. What happened? Well, I think that, you know, one that everybody talks about is Facebook or, or Meta uh, platforms, mm-hmm. and they, uh, you know, they had a pretty good quarter. They had um, 11% uh, growth in revenue. Um, and so beat across the board, and they're trading up today almost 10% today. That's a, a huge jump. And they're doing it without Russian troll farms buying from them. What a concept. Yeah, that's kind of nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, the restaurant industry, the, the food industry, again, we had Chipotle Grill. Um, they reported um, not quite the same thing as, as Facebook for sure. Uh, they had um, adjusted earnings were better than expected at $12.65 a share. However, they missed on revenue um, mm. for this last quarter, and they're, they're taking a pretty good beating for it, down 7.8%. They've always kind of been on the edge as a very high-priced stock to begin with, as I recall. Yeah, they, 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 yeah they're they what, what's the, what's the share price? $1,925 right now. Jeez, for the price like that, buy Berkshire Hathaway. (laughs) (laughs) Overpriced Mexican compared to Berkshire Hathaway. Thanks very much. I'll take that. Let's talk about Southwest Airlines. Uh, You know, they have struggled um, with their systems and operations and um, uh, loads of stuff uh, that they have really struggled with. Um, Their revenue uh, was down 7% during the third third quarter while capacity was up 12% from a year earlier. Now, that's part of the issue of um, people using their COVID credits to mm-hmm. fly. So revenue down, but but capacity up. Um, I was wondering, because that doesn't make a lot of sense, really, does it? it? It does not. Now, they also missed on earnings by about a penny a share and revenue beat by just a little tiny bit. But I tell you, they're they're getting beat up pretty big today. They're down almost six percent this morning. That gives them kind of an outlier status. If I recall, Delta had just a gangbusters report when they reported last week. Yeah, Delta, United, uh, even American had had good reports. Um, yeah. So they are the outlier, and I think it's I, I think it's a lot of the issues they've been having is is showing up in their financials. Okay. Um, Comcast see, reported as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if I can see where they, they, uh, they beat, um, uh, across the board and both earnings, uh, uh, $1. 13 versus 97 cents a share beat on revenue as well. Um, they're trading let's see up today about 2.8%. So, uh, so some nice little moves there. eBay though, not quite so lucky. Um, they missed on earnings. Um, and, and revenue, they're sliding today about 5%. Well, they're getting close to 6% down now, down 5.8% right now. Whoopee. Yeah. Uh, Jake, did you, did you get McDonald's? We got time for one more. You know, I, McDonald's didn't show up on my sheet. Um, yeah, they but just, I did see just came across my ticker that their profit beat analyst, analyst expectations of the stock rises. I knew they beat the street, but I didn't know anything beyond that. Same store sales grew by 11.7%. Um, so good news there. They did beat substantially um, on earnings. They came in at $3.17 a share versus two seventy nine, 
and uh, revenue beat by about a quarter billion dollars. And so they are, uh, they're trading not up by much. They're up by about three quarters of a percent. All righty. Some good news to be had anyway. Uh, resetting the table, it was up on the blue chips and flat to down just a tinge on the growth stocks yesterday after the Fed decision. 45 minutes before we open, what are we looking at this morning? I'm seeing a lot of green ink on the stock exchange anyway. The Dow's up a little over a third of a percent. The S&P 500 is up eight-tenths of a percent this morning. And the NASDAQ 100 up almost 1.4%. The Russell 2000 up eight-tenths as well. Uh, silver has fallen since uh, those numbers had come out. It was up substantially, but uh, back down below 25 now at $24.95 an ounce. Gold's down a half a percent. Crude oil is up almost one and a half percent, Dave. It is bumping its nose on 80 at $79.90. Now, I did see a little good news, maybe, that uh, OPEC Plus, there's some, some rumors that they may not survive. And uh, if OPEC Plus explodes and blows up, we could see oil prices fall again. Yeah, that would be an open market. It'd be good news. Yeah, my delayed futures have it over 80, and that's just not a day, day brightener for me. Overseas markets, we were generally up on the Asian rim. Shanghai was off by a tinge. The rest of the index is up at the close this morning. Europe is relatively happy with the way we're looking. I've got some pretty good-sized gains. Italian indexes are up by, like, almost 2%. France is up by almost 2%. The Great Britain markets are up fractionally, only by about a third. But it's all green ink this morning over on that side of the pond, too. Get some retirement advice no matter what age you're at. If you're in your 40s, it's way time to start planning ahead. How do I find you to get that plan going, Philip? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. Hey, and back here again tomorrow morning, one more time to tie the ribbons on the week. Philip, you have a good one, and I'll see you then. All right, you too, Dave. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Remember. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Remember, it is risk that you need to be aware of heading into retirement, and that's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your time to go through your core retirement design. With that, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care.